I can't believe this needs to be said. But the imperial truth, aka the tyrannical reign of the emperor of mankind, is not meant to be a good thing. Come on guys, this is why we can't have nice things. Now, whilst it's true I may be a distinctly mediocre psychologist, I do have something interesting to say about Warhammer 40,000. But in order to really understand the Imperial Truth, the Emperor of Man, and Warhammer in general, we need to go on a bit of a journey together. And you know what that means? That means the 80s. So sit back, relax, have a drink, and enjoy. The story begins in 1980s Britain. Capitalism, Reaganism, and Thatcherism took a front seat, and the rebellious counterculture punk movement was in full swing. It was a cultural revolution, a decade of muscles, mohawks, mullets, and money. People wore brightly colored clothes with large shoulder pads and rolled up sleeves. Gecko Gordon and Rocky Balboa reflected the cultural collective mindset on both sides of the Atlantic. Berlin Wall had just come down. It was the end of a Cold War, and somehow, we survived the Armageddon of nuclear war. Computers became a thing, and with it, the emergence of the internet. On the other side of these scales were the very real fear of a society in decay. There were unprecedented violence and poverty in major cities across the United States. HIV was an existential threat which led to disgust and a fear response based on confusion, bigotry, against a perceived threat to people's way of life. The sexual revolution dwindled to its embers, and with it, the rise of violence and entertainment. Major blockbuster titles portrayed good versus evil, heroes versus villains. This became a way to escape the changes in society. Deregulation was the word of the day, which became synonymous with freedom. Smaller governments led to bigger corporations, and with it, the fear that corporations would one day rule the world. And of course, we mustn't forget the biggest travesty of all for bankruptcy of Canon and Orion Pictures. May you rest in peace. Movies such as Robocop, The Running Man and Escape from LA encapsulate the psychological fears of a day looming over society. Society was bracing itself for a possible cyberpunk dystopian future. Like any cultural revolution, the 1980s was also rich with groundbreaking commentary-laced media. It was a decade of satire, and with it we see the rise of Judge Dredd and Warhammer 40,000. Preceding Warhammer by about 10 years was Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd is a dystopian nightmare in which the world has become a nuclear wasteland, and what remains of humanity is huddled into sprawling, concrete megacities. People live on top of one another, the law has become tyrannical, and Mega City One is a fascist police state where judges serve as judge, jury, and executioner. It's brutal. And the everyday life of a civilian is bleak. And yet, it is really, really cool. This cool factor is important, as it's something we will come back to later. Now, whilst we can all agree that fascism is bad and a police state is bad, we are still drawn psychologically to the universe and characters. We love to watch dystopian futures unfold as our anti-hero groups to life against all the odds. And that's okay, because we can like characters, even bad characters, but still agree, and say it with me now, a fascist police state is bad. 
99% of people will not come flavored to. And yet, there is that minority which is hell-bent on ruining it for the rest of us. Warhammer 40,000 was written by a generation sandwiched between two realities. On the one end, they were raised by parents who survived World War II, raised on tales of dangerous ideologies. And on the other end, they came into adulthood right when technology exploded into society. Globalization was becoming a real thing and the decay of traditional roles of government and corporations was an ever-looming threat. High crime, high tech, and low life became the phrases of the decade, and with it, an existential fear of new threats combined with old. As someone whose family fought entirely on the axis of evil, I can tell you that growing up listening to stories about dangerous ideologies were chilling to the bone. And it makes you downgrade for what we have now. So imagine what it would have been like Growing up in the Midlands in the UK, hastily built concrete buildings surround you, erected after cities have been turned to dust by blanket bombing. Painful reminders of the fragility of democracy were scarred into the country, and it had its effect. If Warhammer had been created today, it would be classified as a meme of the 80s. A tongue-in-cheek, satirical snapshot of the psychological fears of our society. It was not to be taken seriously. Just check out the artwork from this time to see what I mean. It was a glorious 80s montage, no shits given aesthetic. Brightly coloured yellows and reds, it was amazing. Naturally, the law was created as a way to flesh out tabletop games of miniature soldiers trapped in an eternal war. But they did not just stop there. Instead, they took some of the best ideas in science fiction, combined it with historical battles, and turned it into this mammoth, all-consuming, brutal, and downright grim universe. Which is really, really cool. The Imperium is a bleak existence in which humanity has gone through the worst things imaginable, and yet somehow clung to life. And in this, it asks the question, is that life worth living? How much of a price is too high to pay for mere survival? What freedoms would you be willing to give up? How much suffering would you endure? And how much oppression are you willing to stomach before you ask the question, is this really worth it? And perhaps more importantly, are we the bad guys? Totally demented, man. Our boss is the enemy of freedom and peace. These people have come from all over the world to stop him. If you're smart, you'll save your own ass. General Bison is a bad guy. If you know this, then why do you serve him? Because he paid me a freaking fortune, you moron. You got paid? What about the imperial truth and the pursuit of secular rationalism? In another video I'm linking in the description below, I deep dive into this question of actions and intentions by the emperor, in which I cover this topic in more detail. But for the sake of this video, there is something we need to understand about human cognition. Now, as a species, we are literally hardwired for belief systems, and how that manifests into modern day life is looking for something to believe in or worship. That could be a religion, cult, technology, crypto, it doesn't matter. The list goes on and on. Anything we can ascribe meaning to, and that gives us a sense of direction, devotion, and belonging. The most evil of ideologies essentially hijack this part of our brain, and given the right circumstances and external pressure and charismatic individuals, 
and propaganda and poverty, ignorance and fear, we can see entire populations succumb to an ideology. Now, of course, it's easy for us to sit here and judge people historically who were part of ideologies. That led to countries who suffered countless deaths. But given the right pressure and fear, many of us are capable of doing some pretty horrific things. History has shown that to us, and social psychology has definitely shown that to us. So in a world as bleak as humanity in Warhammer 40k, it is easy to see why millions, even billions, will succumb to the imperial truth as their only salvation. Now some people will hear the words enlightenment, secularism, the pursuit of science, the banning of religion, and think, that sounds great. But they simply do not understand human behavior and cognition. It just doesn't work that way. Not only are you depriving people of their freedom to choose, you are playing to the worst instincts of human nature. Let me explain. We are a tribalistic society. We are a tribalistic species. In-group versus out-group is hardwired into our brain. We look for and assign group memberships. We worship charismatic and powerful leader figures. We are emotional beings, often governed by feelings rather than logic. We feel disgust, outrage, anger, and these emotions are very easy to hijack. So you can imagine a galaxy in which anyone who deviates from the imperial truth is stigmatized as an outgroup, labeled as, I don't know, a heretic, xenos scum. Well, in that world, we're going to have a lot of genocide on our hands. Now, as for religion, this was the greatest error the Emperor made, at least in my mind. The story of Warhammer 40,000 is one of a tragic, bitter irony, perfectly reflecting the mythological and religious Greek and Christian tales of our past. History and psychological studies are very clear in this matter. Human beings will find something to worship and belong to. If we remove the religious paradigm of the day, we will replace it with something else. And that will come at the cost of a lot of spilled blood. This is especially true when you suppress thoughts and ideas and force people to discuss their fringe ideals underground. So let's break this down. The Emperor swooped in as a charismatic leader and bans all other religion. He begins a propaganda-fueled crusade to vanquish dissenting thought. His favoured son turns against him, at which point he becomes the literal saver of mankind by sacrificing himself for our survival. He continues to fight the existential threat of what is essentially demons from an alternative reality. And millions of people are sacrificed at the feet of his literal altar on a golden throne. And you're telling me this was not meant to become a religion? If this is not meant to be a tongue-in-cheek parable, I don't know what is. Now, if you made it this far and you're thinking, blimey, this tune sounds familiar, well, that's because it's a theme of YouTuber Arbiter Ian. Don't worry, I'm not pinching his music. I'm going to suggest that if you like this video, you should check out his video on why everyone in Warhammer 40k is bad. Linked below. The moral of the story? Ideologies which focus on a righteous path which human rights and choices are suppressed for the greater good is something that should chill you to your core, not tickle your funny bone. Human history is very clear on this point, and the writers of Warhammer 40k knew this so well. They turned it into a satire because 
but it's so obviously a bad idea. The Imperium was never designed to be a ringing endorsement of tyranny, jingoism, theocracy, or imposed secular belief systems by the state. It's a satire, and no matter how cool it is, and it is really, really cool, it is not to be taken seriously. There is a problem with ideologically confused people have historically conflated sleep, stylish, science fiction such as Starship Troopers, Robocop, Judge Dredd, Warhammer, June, with parables or some kind of rule book on how to fix the things they see wrong in the world. All I ask is, please, don't ruin satire for the rest of us. We like our toys and really don't want them taken away. Thank you for listening. Please don't like and subscribe. It will only encourage me. If you like this video, please consider checking out my partner YouTube channel, Tales from the Warp. Tales from the Warp is a channel which is dedicated to breaking down Warhammer 40,000 lore into digestible, easy to manage, non-intimidating ways in a graphic novel style. Enjoy!